Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Mem Rabbi Ram Goldar and today we're discussing Yuma Daf Lamed Beis, the third parak Amar Lahem Hamamuna. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Brice that the pasuk states right after the Torah details the avoda of the katoris and the application of the blood from the bull and the goat, which were done while the kohen gadol wore the big day lavan. Uva Aaron El Ohamod. Aaron shall come to the Ohamod. Why should he come there? Rashi explains that the kohen gadol had already completed the avoda down there, and the pasuk doesn't give a reason. So the Brice continues. He comes only to remove the ladle and the pan which he had left in the Kodesh Kadashim. But called Parsha Kula Nemra Aseder For the entire Parsha, the Yom Kippur Avodah is stated in chronological order except for this Pasuk. Rashi explains that the ram offerings of the Kongado and the people are done prior to the removal of the ladle and the pan while the Kongado is dressed in the big day Zahav, but the Pasuk lists their service after the removal of the Kaf and the Machta. So the Gemara asks what the reason is that the ram offerings must intervene between the special Yom Kippur service and the removal of the kaf and the machta. And Rav Chisne answers, Gemiri, we have a tradition which Rashi defines as Halacha Moshe Misinai, that the Kongado does five tios and ten kedushin on the day of Yom Kippur. And if we say the Parsha is in order, you'll only find three tfilos and six kedushin. Point number two, the Gemara brings a long brace that provides the sources for the five tfilos and ten kedushin and lists the various avodos that the Kongado performs on Yom Kippur. After bringing the sources for the tefillahs, the Brisa asks, Umanayin shakol tefillah and from where do we know that each and every immersion requires two kiddushin? The Torah states, Ufashat v'rachatz v'rachatz v'lavash. He shall remove and wash and wash and he shall wear. Velazibar Shimon says that the kiddushin can be learned from a kavachomer. Even a case where a tefillah is not required in the Raisa all year long to enter the Azora, tong kiddush, washing is required. But Makhm Shatong Tfila, then in a case such as Yom Kippur, where Tfila is required in the Raisa, is it not logical that Kiddush is also required? He learns that two Kiddushim are required from a Hekash of Pshita to Lavisha, removing the Begadim to putting them on. Just as donning the Begadim requires a Kiddush, so to removing the Begadim requires a Kiddush. And point number three, the Mishnah stated, They brought in the Tamid, he made an incision. The Gemara asked, what is Kratzo? And Ula answered that it's an expression of killing, meaning the Kongado slaughtered the Tamid. Rav Nachman Yitzhak said that Ula based his explanation on the Pasuk, Ego Yafefiya Mitzrayim, Keretz Mitzafum Ba'va. Mitzrayim is a fair heifer, but a Keretz from the north is surely coming. Rav Yosef explained Mitzrayim was a fair kingdom, but murderous peoples from the north came upon it. Yermiyahu is prophesying that Babu will conquer Mitzrayim. So we see that the word Keretz has the connotation of killing. So once again... Point number one, it was taught in the Bryce that the Pusik states right after the Torah details the avoda of the Katoris and the applications of blood from the bull and the goat, which were done while the Kongado wore the big day lavan, uva aron eloho moed, and aron shall come to the eloho moed. Now why should he come there? Rashi explains the Kongado had already completed the avoda done there, and the Pusik doesn't give a reason. So the Bryce continues, He comes only to remove the ladle and the pan, which he'd left in the Kosh Kadashim. But the entire parsha of the Yom Kippur Avodah is stated in chronological order except for this Pasuk. Rashi explains that the ram offerings of the Kongado and the people are done prior to the removal of the Kaf and the Machta, while the Kongado is dressed in the big days of, but the Pasuk lists their service after the removal of the Kaf and the Machta. The Gemara asks what the reason is that the ram offerings must intervene between the special Yom Kippur service and the removal of the Kaf and the Machta, and Rav Chisne answers, Gemiri, we have a tradition, which Rashi defines as Halakha Moshe Misinai, that the Kohen Gadol does five tefillahs and ten kedushin on the day of Yom Kippur. And if we say that the Parsha is in order, you'll find only three tefillahs and six kedushin. Point number two, the Gemara brings a long brisa that provides the sources for the five tefillahs 
and ten kedushin and list the various avodas that the Kohen Gadol performs on Yom Kippur. After bringing the sources for the tefillos, the Brisa asks, And from where do we know that each and every immersion requires two kedushin? The Torah states, Each shall remove and wash and wash and he shall wear. Belezer Rabbi Shimon says that the kedushin can be worn from Kabbalah Homer. If in a case where a tefil is not required mid the raisa all year long to enter the azora, tom kiddush washing is required, then Then in a case such as Yom Kippur where tefil is required mid the raisa, isn't it logical that kiddush is also required? He wants that two kiddushim required from the hekash of pshita to levisha, removing the begadim to putting them on. Just as donning the begadim requires a kiddush, so too removing the begadim requires a kiddush. And point number three, the mission stated. They brought him the tamid, he made an incision. The Gemara asked, what is kratzo? And Ula answered that it's an expression of killing, meaning the Kongado shechted the tamid. Rav Nachman Yisak said that Ula based his explanation on the Pasuk, Egli Yafifiyah Mitzrayim, Keretz Mitzafum Ba'va Mitzrayim, is a fair heifer, but a Keretz from the north is surely coming. Yosef explained Mitzrayim was a fair kingdom, but murderous peoples from the north came upon it. Yirmiyahu is prophesizing that Babu will conquer Mitzrayim. So we see the word carrots has the connotation of killing. All right, so now we go to Simba Dafalama Base, and our standard simon is a mad scientist in a lab. A mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist who attempted to extract a ladle in a pan from behind a curtain as the fourth step in a five-step process washed his hands and feet twice and quickly changed after his experiment killed the neighbor's cow. Once again, it's slow motion. The mad scientist, mad scientist, that must mean we're on Dafalama Bays. The mad scientist who attempted to extract a ladle in a pan from behind a curtain as a four-step and a five-step process, which reminds us that Bryce teaches that the Pusik Aaron shall come to the Almod, is coming to teach that Aaron comes only to remove the kaf and the machtiv which he had left in the Koshkadashim. But called Parsha Kul Nemra al Seder Chutzmet Pasik for the entire Parsha of the Yom Kippur Avod is stated in chronological order except for this Pusik, where she explains that the ram offerings of the Kongadal and the people are done prior to the removal of the ladle in the pan, while the Kongadal is dressed in the big days of Hav, but the Pasuk lists their service after the removal of the Kaf and the Machta. The Gemara asks what the reason is that the ram offerings must intervene between the special Yom Kippur service and the removal of the Kaf and the Machta, and Rav Chisna answers, Gemiri, we have a tradition, which Rashi defines as Halakha Moshe Messinai, that the Kongadal does five tefils and ten Kedushim on the day of Yom Kippur, and if we say the Parsha is in order, you'll only find three tefils and six Kedushim. So the mad scientist who attempted to extract the ladle in a pan from behind a curtain as the fourth step in a five-step process, wash his hands and feet twice and quickly change, which reminds us, Abraisa asks, where do we know that each and every tefillah requires two kiddush? the Torah states, Ufashet v'rachatz v'rachatz v'lavash. He shall remove and wash and wash and he shall wear. Rebbe Shimon says that the kiddush can be learned from a kavach homer. If in a case where tefillah is not required mid the raisa all year long to enter the azara, Tom Kiddush, washing is required, but Makhman should tone Tvila. Then in a case such as Yom Kippur, where Tvila is required with the Raisa, is it not logical that Kiddush is also required? He learns that two Kiddushim are required from the Hekash of Pshita to Levisha, removing the Begadim to bring them on, just as donning the Begadim requires a Kiddush, so to removing the Begadim requires a Kiddush. So the mad scientist who attempted to extract a ladle in a pan from behind a curtain as the fourth step in a five-step process, washed his hands and feet twice and quickly changed, after his experiment killed the neighbor's cow. 
which reminds the Mishnah stated, they brought him the Tamid, he made an incision. The Gemara asked, what is Kratzo? And Ula answered that it's an expression of killing, meaning the Kongado shechted the Tamid. Rav Nachman Yisak said that Ula based his explanation on the Pasuk, Egla Yafa Fiyam Mitzrayim, Keretz Metzafim Ba Mitzrayim is a fair heifer, but a Keretz from the north is surely coming. Rav Yosef explained, Mitzrayim was a fair kingdom, but murderous peoples from the north came upon her. Yirmiyahu was prophesizing that Baba will conquer Mitzrayim. We see that the word Keretz has the connotation of killing. So once again, the mad scientist who attempted to extract a ladle and a pan from behind a curtain as the fourth step in a five-step process washed his hands and feet twice and quickly changed after his experiment killed the neighbor's cow. All right, now it's time for a four-block-back chazara. Dav Chavches. So the symbol of is a strong man. Koach. So here goes. The strong man. Strong man. That must be more Dav Chavches. The strong man who stood on the roof to see if dawn had arrived, which reminds us, the opening mission of the third parak states, Amrogamamamuna, the administrator, which Russia defines as a skunk Kongado, says to the assembled Kohanim to go and see if the time the Shkita for the morning Tamin had arrived. If it had arrived, the observer would say, Barkai, dawn. Masi ben Shmuel says, Hey, or Pnei the eastern sky has lit up. He would then be asked, Hebron, as far as Hebron, and he says, yes. Why was this necessary? Because one time, the moon's light rose over the rise and close to morning, and they thought the east had lit up from the sun. And so they shakted the tamid, but then had to take it out to the place of burning. So the strong man who stood on the roof to see if dawn had arrived, saw an elder in yeshiva tell his loyal servant, which reminds us, Rabbi Chamed Rabbi said, From the days of our forefathers, yeshivas did not depart from them. He learns from the presence of the Zakanim, of the elders in Mitzrayim in the Midbar, that yeshivas were present there. He continues that Avram Avinu was an elder sitting yeshiva. As it says, Avram Zakin Babi Yamim, Avram was a Zakin, well on in years. Absukim were also brought to prove that Yitzhak and Yaakov were also elders who sat in yeshivas. And Eliezer, the Ebed Avram, was also a Zakin. Sitting in Shiva, as it's written, Yomer Avram el Avdoz, the Kembe Soha Moshe, Bakoshelo. Avram said to a servant, the elder of his household, who controlled all that was his. Rabbi expanded the end of the Pasuk, Moshe, Bakoshelo, who controlled all that was his, to mean Shemoshe, Bator's Rabbo, that Eliezer had dominion over the Torah of his master. He also interprets the words, who domestic Eliezer, to mean Shado Umashkim, Toraso, Shorabo, Lachem, that Eliezer drew from the Torah of his master and gave it to others to drink. Rashi explains that the word domestic is an anachronism of the words Dola Umashka. He draws and gives a drink. So the strong man who stood on the roof to see if dawn had arrived saw an elder yeshiva tells loyal servant to set up an Arab Tavshilin, which reminds us. Rav said, Kim Avram Avinu called Torah Kula. Avram Avinu fulfilled the entire Torah, as it says, Eka Vesher Shama Avram Avakoli, Bishmar Bishmarti, Mitzvosai Chukosai Vesorosai. Because Avram obeyed my voice and observed my safeguards, my commandments, my statutes, my laws. Rav said, and some say it was Ravashi, Kim Avram Avinu Avil Eruv Tavshilin. Avram Avinu fulfilled even the Drabanan of Eruv Tavshilin, as is written the Pasik Torosai, my laws in the plural. Achaz Torsh Bixav, Achaz Torsh Balpeh, which indicates both the written law and the oral law. Dav Chavtes, so the symbol Chavtes is a cot. So here goes. The prince is lying on the cot. Cot, that must be more Dav Chavtes. The prince is lying on the cot, surrounded by meat roasting on broken pieces of cement. Which reminds us, Rav Nachman made several statements and included a sim for each one. Two of them were, Yehuri Aver Kashume Avera, Vesimanech Recha Debisra. Thoughts of sin are worse than sin, and the simon is the aroma of roasting meat. Rashi explains that the smell of roasting meat is very disturbing to someone who can't eat it. And the second statement was, Migmar Batikata Kashume Chadusa Vesimanech Tina Bartina. Relearning old forgotten material is harder than acquiring new knowledge. And the simon is cement made from old cement. Rashi explains that it's hard to make cement by crumbling and reconstituting an old cement wall than by crumbling fresh dirt. 
So the princess lying on the cot surrounded by meat, roasting on broken pieces of cement, woke up in the morning. Which reminds me, Ravasi said, Why is Esther compared with the morning? Rashi brings the Gemara Megillah that Esther said the capital of when she reached the chamber of idols to speak to Achishverosh, to tell you that just as the morning is the end of the entire night, so to the redemption wrought by Esther is the end of all the miracles. When Gemara asks, well, what about the miracle of Hanukkah that occurred after Purim? We meant to say that Purim is the last miracle allowed to be recorded as part of Tanakh. So the princess lying on the cot surrounded by meat, roasting on broken pieces of cement, woke up in the morning and saw the kamitzah she did at night being burned up as well. Which reminds the Mishnah taught that an animal offering that was shechted at night was invalid and required burning. The father of Rabbi Avin taught a brisa that said, Also the malika of a bird or the kamitzah of a mincha that was performed at night must be burned. The more asks, well, it's understandable that a bird ola that was nipped at night must be burned because it's already been nipped and therefore there's no way to reverse the process. Why should the kamitzah be burned? Let the kohen return the flower to the pan containing the rest of the mincha and then take a new kamitzah at daytime. Rabbi Yavin's father explained, Klishar is mekadshin afil shul bezmano. A klishar is consecrated as an offering, even not at its proper time. Therefore, once the komets was placed in the klishares, even at night, it can no longer be returned to the rest of the mincha. When this teaching is challenged based on the bride that teaches that anything offered by day is sanctified by day, but not at night, the Gemara answers that the komets is not sanctified regarding being able to offer it, but it's sanctified enough to become invalid. The Gemara further clarifies that the ton of the bride holds, Laila e man, that the time frame of night doesn't render something premature since the night begins the day in Jewish law, whereas Yom Mechusar's month, the time frame of day, does render something premature if it's to be done the following day. Daf Lamed, so the symbol of Daf Lamed is a Malamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. The very holy Rebbe, holy Rebbe, that must mean Ron Daf Lamed, Malamed. The very holy Rebbe installed the 12 spell washing station outside the bathroom for his Talmudian to wash their hands, which reminds us the Mishnah stated the general rule, Kol Matum Maim Tong Kiddush Yadam Anyone in urinates requires sanctification of his hands and feet, referring to washing from the cure. The Gemara asks, while it's understandable that the feet must be washed, Mishum Nisotzos, because droplets of urine fall on them, what's the reason one needs to wash his hands? Rabbi Abba said this ruling indicates mitzvah l'shapshef, that there's a rabbanim mitzvah to rub off any droplets of urine with one's hands. Since the hands become unclean through this, they too must be washed. Rabbi Abba's explanation supports Rabbi Abba's statement that it's forbidden for a person to go out in public with droplets of urine on his feet, because it'll appear like a person with a cup member, and I'll cast aspersions on his children that they're mumsarian. So the very holy Rebbe installed a 12 spout washing station outside the bathroom for his hall to wash their hands, and insisted they bring signed notes that they went to the mikvah before entering class each day, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, no person may enter the Azara to do the Avoda even if he is Tower until he immerses himself in a mikvah. Ben Zoma was asked why Kohen needs to do the Tefillah even if he's Tower, and he answered that regarding the Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur, if one who switches from one holy place in Yom Kippur to another holy place, and from a place of Kars punishment to another place of Kars punishment, Tone Tefillah requires Tefillah, then is it not a call of a Khomer that one who switches on any day, Mechola Kodeshma, non sacred place, meaning his home to a sacred place, the base of Migdash, and from a place where there is no correspondence to a place where there is a correspondence, should require tefillah? Rabbi Yudi disagreed and said, Srach tefillah, he's there's this is only a reminder tefillah, so that one will recall any old tumor that's upon himself and stop from entering the temple. So the very holy Rebbe installed a 12 spout washing station outside the bathroom for his Talmim to wash their hands, and insisted they bring signed notes that they went to the mikvah before entering class each day, 
even if one was a Mitzorah, which reminds us, the Gemara sought to reconcile conflicting prices, and the first price, Rabbi Yudah holds that a Mitzorah does not need to do Tevila on the day of his purification, because he'd already immersed the previous evening. The second price asks what the purpose was for the Lishkas of Mitzorah, and the answer is that there the Mitzorah would immerse themselves before inserting their thumbs and toes into the Azorah, and Rabbi Yudah says that not only would Mitzorah immerse there, Rather, all people immerse themselves before entering the Azores. This contradicts the first price where Revita states that the Mitzvah is not required to immerse himself on the eighth day. So the Gemara answers that the first price refers to where he immersed the previous day, Al Das Bias Mikdash, for the intended purpose of entering the base of Mikdash. The second price is where he did not, and the Tevil only purified him from the tomb of Tiras. And two more answers are given. Daf Lamedalov. So the symbol of Lamedalov is related to law. We use a judge. So here goes. The judge. The judge. That must be on Daf Lamedalov. The judge from Ein Tam who dropped his gavel on the canal that led to the mikvah on the Shahamayim, which reminds the Mishnah Dav Lamed Amadav taught that all the tefils of the Kongadu are in the Kodesh, referring to the Azari, atop the base of Parva, except for the first one. The Gemara here brings a Bryce that teaches that the first field was Bechol, an unsanctified area, Agabi Shahamayim Ubitzadlishkasuhaisa, atop the water gate, and it was located on the side of the Kongadu's Lishka. Abai said we can deduce from here that Ein Tam is a little more than 23 Amas higher than the floor of the Azari. Rashi explains that Ein Tam is a spring that supplied water via canals to the mikveh used by the Kongado on Yom Kippur. We learned earlier that all the gates of the temple, except for the Ulam, were 20 amos high. Since the mikveh on top of the gate was 3 amos high, it must be that Ein Tam was slightly more than 23 amos higher than the Azara floor. So the judge from Ein Tam who dropped his gavel on the canal that led to the mikveh on the Sharamayim watched in horror as it sailed down or ripped through the linen sheet, which reminds the mission state of Persu Sadin Shel Boots, Am, they spread a linen sheet between the Kongado and the people when he immersed. The Gemara asks what's unique about a sheet made of linen, and answers that it's in order that the Kongado will realize that the special service of the day is performed with linen begadim. So the judge from Ein Tam who dropped his gavel in the canal that led to the mikvah on the Shar HaMayim, watched in horror as it sailed down and ripped through the linen sheet, just as the Kongado finished putting on his big day zahav, and did his first washing. Which reminds the next mission states, the Kongado undressed, descended into the mikveh, immersed, ascended, and dried himself. They brought on the big day zahav, and he put them on, Bikidesh Yada Baraglov, and he sanctified his hands and his feet. A group of Rabbans said in the presence of the Rebbe Rapapa that the mission which does not require two sanctifications for the first immersion does not go according to Rabbi Meris, since he said that the Kongado performs two sanctifications each time he puts on Nubagadim. Rapapa said Rabbi Meir would not require two washings, but has brought explicit proof from a Brisa that states he does require two washings. The Gemara goes on to clarify that according to the Rabbanan, who argue with Rabbi Meir and hold the Kongado only washed once, when dying the Big Day Zahav for the first time, the tenth washing was performed when he removed his Big Day Zahav for the last time before he donned his Big Day Chol. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of ten questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechers. Number one, which stuff do you learn that skinning and dismemberment, Hepshet and Nituach, can be done by a czar? That's on Duff. Chavzayin. Good. Number two, which stuff do you learn that the word Kratzo means killing? That's on Duff. Lama Bays. Good number three. Wish to be one that two Kohanim brought the Shnei Gezira Eitzim for the afternoon Tommy. That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number four. Wish to be one in the spring of Ein Etam, which supplied water of the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur, was a little more than 23 almost higher than the Azara floor. That's on Duff. Good number five. Wish to be one that one urinates. It's a midst of the Rabban to rub off droplets, which is the reason why the hands must be washed. That's on Duff. Lamed. Good number six. Wish something that a kmitzah that was done at night is burned. It cannot be returned to the flower because the klisharis was makadashit. That's on Duff. 
Chavtes. Good number seven. Which stuff we makos ben zuman or biyuda? Whether a tahor immersing before entering the azara is it the raisa chiyuv or just a srach tefila? That's on daf. Lamed. Good number eight. Which thing when a linen sheet was used when the kohen gadol went to the mikveh to remind him the avod of the day was done in big day boots? That's on daf. Lamed off. Good number nine. Which stuff we learned that the Mishnah says the kohen gadol did one kiddush at the first tefila does not go according to Rabbi Meir who says he did two? That's on daf. Lamedov. Good. Number 10. Which of the one is a Malchok is how we know that there are two Kiddushin for every Tevila. That's on Duff. Lamedbeis. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number 1. Which of the one that one should give Tzedaka while one can? That's on Duff. Kufnun off in Shabbos. Good. Number 2. Which of the one that when someone donates an unspecified amount of Lavona, the minimum shear is a Kometz. That's on Duff. Yedches and Shkalim. Good. And number three, which stuff when Roman Gamaliel was deposed as the Nasi? That's on Duff. Chavzayim Brachas. Excellent. Right. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.